0: Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans. And Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> he said it again. Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans.
1: This is so weird. The party has started.
2: What's up, everyone? We're here. We're back. This is side by side. My stuff. Steve Zakwani. Brad Evans is here. Keely is also here. The Sounders coming off a very tough loss um, away to Atlanta. We say tough because probably did enough to at least get a point, and then lost on I mean, a tremendous strike in the last minute. I mean, just unbelievable finish from from the left back. I think it was. And now the Sounders have to regroup, rebound, and try to get back on track against Salt Lake, knowing there's only nine games left. And I keep thinking, at some point, we're going to figure it out. At some point, the Sounders will start making the march. But is there going to be any kind of run? It really has to be, now or never. The Sounders currently outside the playoff spots, just on, by a point, a point below Portland, have a game in hand, but we know those games in hand mean nothing if you're not winning. So before we go too far looking ahead, let's look back. Um, thoughts on the Atlanta game? Um, tough, tough way to lose, man.
0: Yeah, I think, I think like you said, it was, um, you know, actually I thought that the Sounders did okay. Like they did enough to get a, a draw out of that. Um, that's not the same Atlanta team. That's not the same Joseph Martinez as in years past. He's not the same assassin in the box that would, you know, turn defenders on their head. And knowing that, I think the Sounders went in and had a you know a decent game plan, um, and the grit and determination for um, you know the Sounders' goal as well showed a lot of fight, a lot of character, and especially in that second half. But that's going to happen when you go into a situation where you're down one nothing, and then you're like, okay, well, we got nothing to lose now. Yeah. Uh, let's push it. And the Sounders did that, and I thought that they imposed their game. But I think I'd like to see that at home now, from minute one. Right, minute one. That's the mentality I want to see. I want to see them getting into danger zones and and turning defenders on their head. And they're going to have to do that. This is a six point game coming up. Um, and then, you know, one tiny little lapse and the guy hits a wonder strike. Right. And credit to him. It's a fantastic, that's, a, that's just a, a glory goal one that you, you just dream about. Um, but even though I, I think our defensive shape at that last minute, wasn't where players should have been. Um I think we dropped 5 in the back there and Alex didn't know if he should go out wide or step to the ball and then he turns his back at the last second when he's going to shoot. It's the 93rd minute or whatever. You should be taking that ball in your stomach, in your face, whatever it takes to get out of there with a draw. So little something to to learn from maybe and carry into the next game and you know that's what we saw last year was just the sacrifice from everyone to especially in that 13 game run was We're not going to allow the ball to hit the back of the net, no matter what it takes. I don't care if I got to slide, you know, 30 yards on the ground as best I can to get in front of every single ball that's being struck. So I think the positive to take away is Raul's fit. And and that is the Sounders saving grace. That's what's going to lead them into the playoffs and on this run. If he can stay healthy, I think the Sounders make the playoffs. If he doesn't, it's going to be very difficult uh, in these last nine games.
2: Which is crazy. Was, I mean, never thought we'd get down to like nine games and it's still up in the air. This is usually where that surge has happened. We're now just worried about seeding. You know, is it going to be... And maybe even talking about support ship in years past. So we're not there. We have to acknowledge that. But a true six-pointer in a sense that, you know, same games played with Salt Lake. They're in fifth place. The Sounders win this. You jump above Salt Lake. Um, they coming off uh, 4-1 home defeat to LAFC, I mean, LAFC is a very good team. But you look at Salt Lake, how they've traveled. You know, they Went to San Jose, that was 2-2. They went to Atlanta, they lost 2-1. They went to Minnesota, they lost 3-2. They've gone to Vancouver and lost 2-1. Um, the only time I can see they've won away from home was at Montreal, 2-1. But they've been to Nashville and lost 2-0. So not a team that travels too well. And you say you want to see the Sounders do that at home. I don't disagree. Assert yourselves, dominate, etc. How do they do that? It, keep Christian in the middle, play Raul from the start. Is Jordan now going to be at home on the right because he lets the a true player on the left? Like, what sort of changes or adjustments can they do to make sure, yeah, at home, the Sounders are the aggressive team? Yeah, uh,
0: you, you, just, you have to start, Raul. He's going to start. He has to start. Um, and I think if, if this team can get into a rhythm and get back to playing with the... I mean, for right now, I think in, in this game... I just don't see a threat in why Rusnak is sitting as as a number six and a number eight, playing against a team like Salt Lake. I mean, the guy should be motivated through the moon to impose himself on any position he plays in this game. I would move him up a line. Let Raul go up top, Nico go as a 10, put Rusnak on the right, put Jordan on the left, bring in a solid defensive midfielder, let them get some minutes as we head into the end of the year and play with Christian. Let Christian lead the middle of the field. And I, I just don't see why Rusnak has to sit back. Um, I, I, I really don't understand it, I guess. Um, could could just... Kellen
2: Rowe be an option with next Christian since his experience He's a better sure, Christian? Sure, you,
0: know, you could play Kellen Rowe there, but it, it doesn't really matter who's next to, to Christian, I don't think. Um, I think yeah. the more important thing is you have to score goals to win games. And you need your best players as close to goal as possible right now. I, think, I don't think the Sounders are necessarily leaking goals. So I don't think that Rusnak provides this like, defensive prowess that, that he needs to be there. Um, I think if you bring in an Atencio that can clog up space or, yeah, Rowe whoever it is, um, I think we'll find more success. And I'd be interested to see what the lineup is this weekend. I, I think that needs to change um, if, if they're really going to make a run at it because whatever they're doing right now, it's, it's too up and down. Um, with, yeah. with the personnel that's on the field. I mean, earlier in the year, yes, it worked because he played as more of a number eight, right? And that's okay because JP is yeah. just going to sit. That's just yeah. not the case with our current personnel. So we have to adjust to the personnel.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. where Raul goes, the Sounders are going to go this year. Like, if he can just, like, score, then we're going to be fine. Like, truly, we're going to be fine. If he can stay healthy do, and he can do, score, do we're you fine. know
2: how many games he's played? You know, is it more than 10? Oh.
1: I'll look it up. I'll look it up right now.
2: Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I saw him. He doesn't talk much at all. Um, I think I did see a quote floating around from him this week from the All-Star break saying that, no, he's going to put that pressure on himself to make sure that the team gets in the playoffs and, you know, he feels fit and that. So all the right stuff, good things coming from him. Um, I would still think between Montero and Bruin, you had enough there to cover him. Um, but it hasn't happened. So, yeah, at this point, you do need Raul to just come back and be Raul. And the quicker you can be Raul, Will be better for 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 the Sounders. Um, so Sounders coming off the loss now face Russell Lake. We'll see what happens there. In the meantime, All Star break. I know I didn't see all of it. I know they brought back like, the goalie wars, which looks I mean amazing. Um, I didn't get to watch it. There was the goalie wars. There was a skills challenge, I think, hitting the crossbar something like that, and then there was the game of soft. Um, you sort of your thoughts on the all star game? This is something I didn't grow up with, I didn't grow up in England, we don't have all star this and that. Yeah. MS has tried to tweak over the years, it used to be east against west, Then it was bring the big international teams here, it. then it's been against. The top Mexican teams, and I think they may go away from that again. Um, just sort of your thoughts on this particular all-star break, but also the format. You know, is what they're doing good, like in terms of the goalie wars and the skills challenge, and things like that. Or yes. what would you change? What would awesome. you do? Let's like go. No, the so skills fun. stuff
1: is awesome. And I'm okay. just gonna say this: of all the sports, soccer makes the most sense to have an exhibition game that may, like th- that doesn't matter. Because we're used to friendlies all the time. We're used to watching two teams playing an exhibition friendly. In baseball, it's stupid. They tried to make it mean something by like having the home team or the the team that won host the World Series. And it was so stupid. Soccer, we're like used to watching these fun exhibition games. The skill challenges are awesome because what you guys do is insane. And I want to watch you do insane things. It's like the NBA one, they're both great. That's my opinion.
0: It's, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really fun. And, you know, growing up watching it, it was always a highlight in the summertime to take a break from the action and, it's just all-star things are just ingrained in American sports. Um, you know, my first memories are obviously of, of the NBA and watching dunk contests and, and yeah. people get so hyped up for that. And I'm, I'm glad that they brought this back. And if you watched it, like, the players were having a blast. Like, they, they all thought it was really cool, especially they're all out there on the field during the crossbar challenge and then Mukhtar hits the, and everyone celebrates and just smiles on the face. And it's it's good, I think as a fan yes but as a player you kind of get to celebrate your sport in a different setting with the guys um that you compete against every week right we didn't I I never got to an all-star game but I could imagine that yes you have a practice before the game and then you go play the game and then that's it okay cool good to see you guys but now you get to like go and do these skill challenges and and, and kind of probably pick your teams and see who fits well where and and then the goalie wars and I don't know I just I I thought it was really fun and, and I you know judging by the fans there was a decent amount of fans to watch in the stadium too and then i think yeah. the game is was more intense than um people may have thought yeah. um and so there is something to be said about this like mexico u.s rivalry right now yeah. and i think the mexican uh, president liga mx president came out and said that that, that gap is is closing rapidly yeah. um, the investment Fine. in american <laughs> soccer and it's it's getting there and so that's cool. And now, you know, we're, we've added a couple of tournaments throughout the year. So, do we need this game against a Mexican league team? Do we make it fun again? Who knows? They'll, they'll figure it out. Um, but I, I thought I thought it was fun to watch.
1: My favorite All Star <laughs> MLS All Star yeah. thing was watching when MLS All Stars played Bayern Munich, and they start. They were actually winning and beating Bayern. And this was when it was basically the German like national team who was on Bayern, and all of a sudden. Pep just sends in like his entire starting lineup. He's like, We cannot lose to Cal- Caleb Porter, who is coaching Emily. Yeah, it was yeah. Caleb Porter. And then he like yelled Caleb at Porter. Caleb Porter after the game and like got into some sort of argument with him. Probably Caleb, playing Caleb was too going hard. to shake
2: his hand. What yeah, he wasn't was shake his hand. <laughs> the also, I think, like, Will Johnson, whoever it was, they were playing hard. And oh, yeah. Buying players had just got off the plane and he was like, Yeah, tell you guys to calm down. But no, I, I think. I think it can go back to East against West Bournemouth. I think you have enough good players here now where let's make like it an Eastern conference against Western mm. Conference. And I like get now you're getting, you know, 30 guys to go down as all stars, you know, 15 and 15 on That's the squad, or maybe yeah. maybe even 40, 20 and 20, make a bunch of subs. So it gets more guys exposure, that experience. And all these things they do matter because they're in people's contracts, some of this stuff it does matter. So I think if you get two squads of 20 in the east and the west, and then you can play, I think you can make it a really, really fun game. And one thing I would like to see, I don't know if they can fit this in, will be the, I don't know what the name was, it the old school shootouts, the penalties, where you dribble from like the halfway line and you try to score. Um, that would be, if it's a draw, I would end it with that. Instead of, yeah. instead of the normal PKs we have now, something like that. Those now. old
1: YouTube videos but are so funny. Watch it's
2: you. so good. And it's hard. It's like really yeah. hard. It's like really hard to score. That's great. So, um, no, I think that's great. I think that's great. So good job to MLS. I think the All-Star break did a really, really um, good job. Uh, before we go, I did want to come back to the Sounders. We saw a change in Atlanta. It was Jordan on the right and Leo True on the left, I believe. It was Leo True started. Yeah, Jordan was on the right regardless. Because um, I do know, Go back to your point, Brad, Albert in Salt Lake played most of the time on the left. He played mm-hmm. most of the And I'm thinking, because if you think about the Sounders' makeup, Albert Rusnak on the left loves to come inside. And you have Nuhu anyway. Does that work better? And then you put Jordan on the right with Alex behind him. I, I'm thinking, is that something? Could Albert be on the left, Jordan on the right? Um, sort of the tweaks. What are some, yeah, I agree moving Albert maybe up a line. I, I would have done it a while ago, to be honest with you. Um, Nico's not moving from the center. She actually made that pretty clear. Yeah. Is there a way here to keep Jordan on the right and have Albert on the left? And he can maybe tuck inside if he wants to. And then you have new who would be to run it.
0: I don't know. I, I just don't... I, the reason I like Jordan on the left is just because he'll cover for Nuhu and, and, and yeah. play defensively when he needs to. Alex has been much more at home this year and, and hardly involved in the attack, I think. Uh, and that's a formational thing, right? 3-5-2, he can get up and down and he's always going to see the ball. Um, actually, in Atlanta, he, he found himself in some good positions. Now, can he just get back to whipping in that you know amazing cross that he had been known for in, in, in the past couple of years? That That could come. Um, and, but that's also might be a personnel thing too. Who's playing in front of him that allows him to have more space or feel more comfortable moving forward. I think for Alex, I think he would benefit from Jordan. I think he'll be able to get more involved knowing that someone will cover for him and in and, and that aspect. But I just think for Nuhu that Jordan just covers that space so well. And, um, you know, right now I don't think Nuhu's head is really in the game. I'm um, not sure what, what, what's going on, uh, if it's just a confidence thing, if it's his head is elsewhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's an option, and the Sounders are going to have to figure that out in the next two or three games because consistency is key, and you can't just keep shaking the lineup once it's, we're talking, oh, there's five games left. Let's see what they're going to do, right? Now is the time where if you can build on nine games consistently with a lineup. You better freaking do it now.
1: I think that's a really good point, Brad, that you just made. That like, it can't be tinkering anymore at this point. You know, we're nine games away, and we're about to try and make a run. I think consistency. And I mean, you guys obviously know the best on the field. Like consistency probably yields better results. So
2: yeah. He, what were what was the gist of Garth's comments in terms of the transfer window? In the um,
1: basically, they you know they they had one very specific sort of avenue in which they could even do anything. And that window was like super, super narrow and it just wasn't going to happen. You know, all of our guys, except for Jimmy Madronda, he made a comment like that were, they're all under contract next year. So there's really not a lot of, you know, stuff that we're playing around with. And he said, you know, credit to this group who won the CCL. We're not going to mess with it. We're not going to, you know, do something big and get rid of someone and add someone else in and this, that, or the other. And that JP is still on the team. And remember, guys, JP is still on this team and on this team next year. So, you know, it's he was frustrated because they he wanted to help and he and they couldn't ultimately help.
2: I think about that because I, I, again, whether it's five years or four years, I think teams really good teams. If you have a four year cycle, you've done really well. If you push to five, you've done really well. Where you keep your core intact, any sport, you know, you've seen it like. You're going back to, you know, the Kobe and Shaq Lakers, obviously yep. the Jordan Bulls in the NBA, you think of the Golden State Warriors right now. Even like in our sport, the Barcelona team with Guardiola probably had a four-year run and they had to blow up a little bit. Um, you see teams like Man City, they just won the league and they've sold Sterling, they've sold Gabriel Jesus, they've sold Zinchenko. The sound is this core, Christian, Jordan, Nico, um, Raul, Steph, you include that core and the game or came a bit later now, um, I mean, they've been to multiple MLS Cups, if you go into to 2016. They've won a couple, lost. At what point does the to start thinking, this is maybe premature? Maybe not. You're going to have to rebuild at some point. Yeah. At some point, this group can't do it forever. Yes, you, you have to get, no matter how good you are, you do have to get fresh. You know, Raul and Nico, they're getting older too. you start to see chinks in their armor where they're not as fit or staying fit for 34 games like before. I just wonder, when would be the time Time you're saying everyone's under contract through next year. This group is not guaranteed a plus spot this year, and you bring back this group again next year, and you're watching the moves LAFC's making. I mean, they've got Gareth Bell and Kidding on, on are they tam, I time. Tam, maybe they're Tam, they're definitely not DP. No, it's not. you the DP, they've already got a Arango, they've got Carlos Vela. I mean, they're building a powerhouse, and they look like it's fitting quite good. So I just wonder if your Schmetz and Garf. When do you start to think of, look, these guys have been great for us, they've been loyal, but you cannot stay at the top forever. And if we want to keep the streak of playoffs going and being an MLS Cup contender year after year, you do have to shake it up. Am I being premature or is that something you've got to start thinking about?
1: Before you guys talk about this, I just want everyone to know, we have no insider information on this because none of them would tell us the, tell us.
0: No. If you, like, we're
1: not, like, telling. No one tells us anything.
0: Yeah, I, I would say... I don't know, how many times has has the press and have we had this conversation about this team? It's time to blow it up and then we make one or two solid moves and we're right back where yeah. we want to be. So I, th- I think, I just think we got hit by the injury bug and we haven't been able to recover how we would want to. I mean, you think about losing both your number sixes and your number nine for half the season. Any Any team, if you look at the teams that you're talking about, I don't think that they've been hit like us, and if they have, they have—they've been struggling a little bit. And MLS isn't Kansas, just at a place. Kansas is a
2: good example of that. Yeah. 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 And and
0: Major League Soccer just isn't at a place where you can, the owners aren't just going to write a three million dollar check and say, "Okay, on to the next guy." Right. Your, your your hands are tied, and you make these decisions consciously to add to your roster in in prior years to. Ultimately for us, it was to make a run at Champions League and that's where we put our money and the fans said, "Okay, we're with you. And then we won. Great. And now we made a couple injuries. And then the press is like, "Okay, we need to make some moves now. What what are we going to do? And it's like, look, we we put our conscious decision to make a run at this tournament. And we knew that our hands were going to be tied and handcuffed. We had to sign guys for long term contracts to keep them here, to make a run at this thing, to keep the core group like you're talking about together. Yeah. And now, if, if a couple guys get injured, we're you know not the same. I mean, you look at it, it's Leva, Atencio, Obed, Zhao Paulo, all injured for significant portion. Those are four number sixes that are supposed to be there day in, day out, and who have played massive minutes in years past, and haven't hard didn't play at all this year, right? Save for the run to the Champions League, so maybe seven, eight games from your four defensive, like actual defensive midfielders on your roster. So we're plugging and playing now with what we may or may not have. Um, and, and clearly we that don't have mis- the answer yet, but hopefully we can find it. Yeah. So, and
1: Steve, back to I, your original. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Red. Sorry. No,
0: I, I don't know if there's a good answer for that. Is, do you blow it up? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think when this team is healthy, it's very, very good. And uh, I still think there's some young talent that can provide a boost and, and, and a roster shakeup throughout the season only when they're healthy, though.
2: Yeah. Steve, back Great
1: to your original game. question. Raul's played 11 games this year and has seven starts.
2: Yeah, see, that's not
1: enough. That's right. not he's, enough.
2: He's one, the, he's one of the best strikers in the league. At this point, he can argue he's the best. I think Joseph has dropped a bit. Um, Martinez, and I think... You know, Just
1: some perspective there. for everyone. We you know. We yeah. haven't had Raul for basically... One of the top weird.
2: players He's started seven games and he's got nine games to go. You're going to you're gonna struggle you're going to suffer. So... That's the reality. But sound is six point up coming up against Rail Lake on Sunday. TV, what's the broadcast info?
1: Uh 6:30 pregame on Fox 13 Plus. Both of these guys will be on it. So please tune in. It's gonna be great. Um, and then 93.3 yeah. radio, I will be on the radio with Jackson Felt and Chance Fry, former uh NASL sounder. Um, oh, actually, Chance Fry, yeah,
2: he's a good of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He,
1: he's yeah. actually at training today hanging out with Schmetz and stuff. So um, yeah. Amazing. he'll be a really really good uh pre-half and post guest i think he was on earlier this year too so he'll be really good and then 1360 Al Ray. Great. great. yep great
2: Brad, did you like sunday night games or evening games or evening game or 12 p.m or 6 7
0: p.m um sunday night's fine any nighttime game i don't care i just want to play under the lights i hate when the sounders do these afternoon games we, well we have to <laughs> Like that stupid game with the banner that came down and it was a 45 minute warm up listening to a band sing Kumbaya in front of our fans. (laughs) I could not believe the the hoopla around that game. It really pissed me (laughs) off. I had to walk off the field because I was going to lose my mind watching what was going on. I thought it was the most hokey thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Yeah.
1: So this is going to get cut.
0: No, you can put that in there. I'll tell anyone. Which game was it?
1: The Portland one, right?
0: Yeah. Noon game. It's roasting outside. And I'm talking to people from the Sounders like, why do we play these games in the afternoon? And someone said something like, oh, you're telling me that they're not excited to play the game that they love at home. And I'm like, I can tell you exactly what they're saying in the locker room. They're saying, why are we playing this game at 12 o'clock in the afternoon? And it's 90 degrees and my feet are on fire. In fact, the next day was the pride parade and Kellen Rowe was supposed to walk with us. And he's like, I can't walk. My feet are completely blistered. And I mean, credit to Portland. they had, Like you said, they had all the motivation to come out. But I just I'm sorry that you, how Mike McCready wasn't there just wailing <laughs> on his guitar to get guys pumped up instead of everyone clapping. There, dude, I could I could rail on this for the next two hours. Brilliant. Brilliant,
2: brilliant, 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 um, brilliant. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week. Uh, I think the sounders play in LA, the Galaxy, after that, right? So yeah. Um, so big two, big games, big game. So Sun Sounders got to get a three points on Sunday. Hopefully we see that when a good performance get Raul back amongst the bowls. That'd be great. And we'll be back next week recapping the Salt Lake game and previewing the game against um, LA Galaxy coming up down in Carson, California. Mm-hmm. As always, this has been Side by Side. Thanks for listening. Like, comment, subscribe when you get your podcast, and we'll be back next week.